You've got a lot of sausages and things that just come to their head and... And it chipped it away again! Toby Flood. God's sake! He pulled my scrub cap off and he squirted water in my face and you're not allowed to do that. Shut it off! Shut the video top! What a yoga! <laughs> Welcome to Wayside Rugby, everyone. The podcast that no one wanted, but you're going to get it anyway. I'm Jack. With me today is Tom and a very, very special guest. The best mullet in Norway with the shittest tattoo in the whole of uh, Norwegian rugby is the famous Adam Jones. Adam, how are you? I'm very good. Thanks very much. There was a kind of like a, uh, a, sh- a shit sandwich there, mate. It was uh, giving me a nice uh, compliment and then dissing my tattoo. But yeah, I'll, I'll get over it, I'm sure. No, good. It's a, it's, it's a great mullet. It's a good mullet. Thank you very much. You got a bit of competition in the national team now, so. Um, but I guess you were the you were the uh, the pioneer of them. Well, that's it. I mean, when you've got a rigger like mine, you've got to take uh, take the emphasis away from somewhere, so <laughs> get people to look at something else. And I was trying to set the set the trends, and uh, yeah, people just focus on that now, not about how rubbish I'm at rugby. So it's all good. <laughs> so, awesome. No, so um, no, it's good to have you on. Um, I think what we're going to try and do today is. Um, Adam, you you you're the captain of of Stavanger this year. If... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, taken over yeah. from Rory Salmon, who did a who's been doing a great job for the last four years. But uh, we, he's uh, I think he's a little bit tired of it now. So um, there was only one guy in the running, and that was myself, unfortunately. So can we get the non-media trained answer now? You had yeah. a fight and you won. Ah, uh, well, you know, it, we, we, he, he, we, we, I've got a non-disclosure agreement, and that's the reason why I got the uh, thing. Is so I can't <laughs> possibly comment on that. Uh, the media training has been hard ever since Nathan Cummings joined the club. Uh, media training has been at the forefront of everything with Stranger Rugby Club, and probably for a good thing, really. So I'm uh, I'm going to respectively decline to comment on that. <laughs> right. Can you explain a bit more? Can you explain a bit more about uh, why Nathan Cummings is in charge of the media training for people who might not know that much about Nathan Cummings? Oh, Ralph well, Nathan Cummings, aka HBB, Honey Bradge's brother or uh, Jam Squirrel, as he's uh, officially known. Ace, just one of those guys. He's just got the spiel. Um, I think it's just something in the, in the family, like with his brother. A lot of people think that it was just, uh, he was putting it on, but if you've ever spoken to his dad or any of his brothers, it's they just, they're just full of, full of it, like just all the time. So it, he's not actually in charge of it. He's the reason why we have a media, uh, uh, a media, guy now and we've cracked down on what people can say because of the, the stuff that used to come out of his mouth um which yeah i don't want to use too many expletives but um yeah he said some some weird stuff in the past but it's, yeah. it's all good it's, he, he, he means well he means well right so when we get when we get big enough to not get cancelled then we can uh we can get nathan on is that what you say if you get that if you get really desperate i'm sure i'm sure um he, he, he can uh, do a broadcast from his home bar he, he brews his own beers in his own bar and <laughs> So the little man cave down there, I'm sure he'd be loving it. But yeah, yeah, he's not got much to do. He's only got two kids and and a job at NAB, so he's all. No, right, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, thank you, thank you for coming on once again. So um, I think what we want to do is we want to kind of do a, a, a talk to the captains and the coaches of all the different clubs um, around Norway and just see how you're getting on, what kind of what your kind of vision for the for the season is, how, how you want to do in, in the year and just talk about your club and talk about if you've got any characters and now obviously you just talked about one of them and then um and see, you know, and see where we go from there. But I guess we can start first with with you, Adam, and your your story, rugby story, Norway story. 
Yeah, so I, I originally came to Norway in about 2012, the end of 2012. Uh, joined, first thing you do, that's the beauty of rugby, first thing you do is look for a rugby club when you've got no friends. Uh, so I've got many friends, but um, at least we, we've got a common uh, a common hobby, which we do together. Uh, found Savanga Rugby Club. I was I originally came over to set up a restaurant, uh, which then fast became the unofficial rugby club uh, clubhouse. And, yeah. Um <laughs> was made captain in my, my first season there, and we went on to... Um, so have quite quite good, uh, quite a good run. Uh, we were champions for three years in the in the row. Uh, again, that kind of coincided with a couple of Aussies coming in. We had a lot of Frenchies. Um, we won the we won the sevens in 2013, which was the first time we'd won it in a while. Uh, and we were on a massive high. We'd beat beaten uh, Oslo, called Oslo at the time. Beat yeah. them in the final, and we came back, and it was quite a funny story actually, because one of the old boys was like, "Ah, yeah, sevens doesn't mean anything. You're not going to win the 15s. You're going to win the 15s." And this guy called his name was Tom actually, uh, wasn't as funny as you though, Tom. Uh, and he was he was giving us all this stick. Oh, you're never going to do this. And he was a, a guy from the north of England. He's like, "You're never going to do it. You're never going to do it." And anyway, he put this bet on. He goes, "If you guys win the 15s this year, I'll strip off naked and run and dive into Stavanger Vorgan." Right, so we we were sponsored by Sports Cafe Beverly's at the time, and then lo and behold, we did we won the we won the championship. We come back on the on the Sunday after, and uh, and true to his word, uh, he, he he got off naked, uh, jumped in the into the sea, uh, come back up. Anyway, bit bit of backstory about Tom. Tom had been really unlucky with women, but he found this bird and he was punching well above his weight. This Colombian bird, she was hot as anything, right? And he was he just got with her for about about a month before. Uh, anyway, she found out that he'd done this, and then sent him a text within half an hour and dumped him there on the spot. So we were like, <laughs> it was it was brutal, absolutely brutal. Uh, so the only way we could get him over it was we we had a Mad Monday. So we, that was when we introduced Mad Mondays, which uh, you know Nathan had brought over from from uh, from from Australia. We had a Mad Monday, thir- uh, uh, terrific Tuesday, a wacky Wednesday, a Thursday Thursday, Thursday Thursday, and then we were we were effed by by Friday. But uh, yeah, so we had we had a good 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 uh, good run then. Uh, I then went back to the UK for uh, in 2000, end of 2016, and uh, played three seasons of rugby in in near Manchester in in uh, in England. Uh, probably played about 21 years worth of Norwegian rugby in terms of yeah. games I played. Uh, playing like 35 to 40 games a season there, and then I decided to come back in 2020. First, first uh, train plane over on from from COVID, and then uh, got straight back into the uh, in, into Stavanger. Just you know, it's it's weird. Like when you when you with rugby, being what it is in in Norway, you know, it becomes your family. And Stavanger really was. Um, I just thought I'd go back to the UK and find a rugby club, and it just wasn't the same feel because you kind of your your rugby mates become your your replacement family. Do you know what I mean? You you boys probably know it as well. You know where where, where you're at, and you kind of have that. Uh, you in this together kind of feel, and it was just uh, it, it just felt like I was coming home. And I've been been back now since 2020, and this year uh, with Stavanger, I think um, we've been training very hard with with fitness up until now, and coinciding with the the sevens. Because uh, one of the things we thought, you know, any tips out there for any teams that are starting out, like um, fitness is the easiest thing to improve. Uh, just get there running. We we do a lot of lot of fitness at the moment, and um, yeah, we're hoping. Um, we're hoping we're going to bring back the uh, 15s uh, to the West Coast where it belongs. Yeah, so you've, you've obviously um, been in the, I mean, since I've been 
in Norway, it's been Stavanger, Sargina mm. in the final out of 15s. And it seems like you're getting, you've got closer every year, it seems, in, in that in that final game, but just Tom got over the line. How how has that been? How is that? Because they, you know, Sargina obviously been dominant for the last, have they won five in a row, I think? Mm. Um, yeah. But especially the last last season was, was a really close game. How are you going to match them? What's the what's the challenge, and how are you going to how are you going to bring the the trophy yeah. back to I mean, the coast? Yeah, first and foremost, I mean, hats off to Oslo. I think, like back 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 when we were on our winning streak, when you when you start winning, winning becomes a habit. And I said this after the game when we played in the final last year, and and that that final last year, to be honest, was probably one of the best games of that I've ever been part of in Norway. It was a standard the amount of hits that were going on. I personally broke my rib in the first five minutes and played seventy-five minutes with a broken rib. That was that was an, an experience in itself. But yeah, they, they've got the strength and depth. You know, they 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 came and played us at our place uh, before the final, and we looked at the team sheet because you get you get to know everybody in Norway who plays, and we thought, oh, we might have them, we might have them here. But they've got such a system in place that they can just swap our bike boys in here and there, and they can do just as good a job. Uh, whereas we we. Like last season and the season before, we've always had like a good sort of 17, 18 players, but you really need a good 23 or even 30 sort of to, to, to win, a, to win a, a campaign sort of thing. This year, it seems like the systems that we've, we've been working on, uh, the, the skills of the guys, we've had a lot of new players come in, in the last couple of years who are starting to get a bit more seasoned now and they're starting to understand the game, uh, getting a bit more game time. And I think... Um, I think it's just all starting to come come to fruition. Actually, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give it too much away. But there's a good, <laughs> there's a good, there's a good feeling in the camp. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. There's a good culture, really good culture in the in the team, and everyone's you know working hard on the fitness. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I've got a couple of questions. My first one is, who when we read your team sheet next season, who do we need to be scared of? Adam Jones. <laughs> no, like we're talking about like many good players. Oh, good players. Sorry, no, I'm just just have to be scared of me because I'm a bit weird around the. Uh, but uh, to be fair, we've we've got we've got an agreement, aren't we? I don't need to be scared of Adam Jones this year. So no, uh, I can't agreement, but we'll keep. Yeah, we want to. Yeah, we'll keep yeah. That secret. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, this 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 it, it, that's that's the thing about uh, with rugby. It's like I know you boys, you know, going about Johnson, but one man can't make a team. I mean, I remember. Back in one of the finals, we had the Honey Badger who played seven minutes for us, and in that seven minutes, we we actually lost seven nil. If you if it's just that seven minutes, so you know one player can't really make a team. I think what's uh, we 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 have got some players who can turn it on. Uh, Rory Rory Salmon's looking really good at the moment. He's I think he's addicted to exercise. To be honest with you, even even when he's hungover, he does two gym sessions on a Sunday. You know what I mean? He's like he's he's meant. But he's looking really good. He's, he's he's starting to hit lines and in playing at fullback, he's looking very, very good at fullback. From a forwards point of view, uh, we got a big, uh, uh, big Kiwi, uh, Nick Vanderpass, who was very impressive at the sevens at the weekend. Um, he's just a he's just a massive hitter recently, and um, and then the other one is I think I think Nick Sabi's playing the best rugby's I've ever seen him in play. He's he's been on Papa Firm, so he's just been doing baby sats. So I don't know if you know about sats the gym. They do this baby thing, and him and Stian, uh, Stian Dunners, and they were—they've uh, had Papa Perm at the same time, so they—they they must have had a party. And them, him and his missus got pregnated at the same time, and, uh, and they—they—they—they they, they, they teed it up so they can have their Papa Perm at the same time. And they've just literally been going to the gym every day, 
like five, six times a day, put the kids into into the baby sats while they train, uh, and they're jacked now. So they're they're, they're you know Stian's really come on as well. But but Nick Nick Saber, he's um, there's something special about him. I think he's he's probably one of the best players from a rugby point of view, technical point of view, probably one of the best players in Norway. So your set, so what you're saying, Adam, is because we we have quite a lot of people who sort of get in, get in their thirties, they have they have a kid, they settle, you know, they settle down and and they stop they stop playing rugby because they don't have time. They don't, you know. But what you're saying is actually, when you have a baby, you're on papa time. That's that's when you that's when you hit your peak as a rugby player. That's what you're saying. I think so. I mean, but that's the beauty of not playing that many games as well and having a bit of time between the games as well. Like when I was back in the UK, for instance, you know, you'd have a knock and you'd be carrying that knock for weeks because you, you haven't got any time to get over it. You know what I mean? You've got another game the next week. Whereas here, you, you, you've got a bit of time to get over it. You've got a good off season. So if you, you're thinking, right, I need to work on my upper strength, you know, your off season's almost like, what, eight, nine months for 15s anyway. But then you've, yeah. you know, do the seven. So, you can keep yourself in good condition, and you're playing on decent. Well, unless you go to unless you go to Volslok, you got you play, you're normally playing on decent <laughs> pitches. You know what I mean? So uh, we we we've got the luxury of having the one of the grass, best grass pitches in in Norway. So we 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 got that luxury of playing on there. But um, yeah, I think I think so. I think uh, having babies is 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 is, is certainly our key. It's, it's gone full circle since I came back. It's like it used to be just you know one or two of the guys in the team had, had babies, and now it's only one or two of the ga- one or two of the guys haven't got babies. So it's uh, you know the socials are a bit more kind of barbecue related and family friendly, uh, which is which is nice in a way. It's kind of changed, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. But with with that age, obviously comes a bit of maturity as well. So people kind of have to look after themselves a little bit bit more, and um, and uh, yeah, a little bit more intelligent. I hope. I've got to ask. How was it facing off against Jack for fifteen minutes? What what was going through your head when you saw this? Oh, was that was that you, Jack? East. Was that you? <laughs> <laughs> nah, was, like, was it? Oh, nah, it was it was it was it was it was played in good spirits. I thought it was uh, it was it was good. It was it was weird for us, but I as as the national team, because you know you you don't start getting into a game until it's like twenty twenty five minutes, really. In my opinion, you know you don't you should kind of build into the game, but then every fifteen minutes we were changing the. You know, key key positions. Obviously, you needed Richie needed to do that, so we didn't feel like we could really get any proper momentum. But um, yeah, it was it was good. It was good fun. He's, he's a handsome chap, but, uh, so it's nice. It's nice looking up and and looking at someone nice. Uh, you know, nice, <laughs> nice to be uh, to run at. You know, it's it's, it's good. Normally, you, you you're running against orcs and stuff like that, but yeah, it was Jack was pleasant to go past. No, I mean you're a bat now, so you've moved from the forward <laughs> to the back. So you'll uh, you'll see a lot more handsome faces. There's a lot of French boys in in the back lines in Norway, so you'll uh, you'll see a few more handsome faces than you will if you're uh, you know in Ponson at the bottom of rocks and stuff. Yeah, ooh la la. <laughs> did yeah. you did you say Jack was pleasant to go past? Yes, yes. Was that the phrase you knew? Very pleasant to go past. After sh- what after shave do you use, Jack? Because it smelled really nice when I came through you. I didn't. He didn't run at me, mate. He was uh, like. <laughs> He was running. At, he was running at the tent. He would, wouldn't go near me. He's running at Matthias instead. Wouldn't go near me. <laughs> yeah, no, Adam. Yeah. I think Adam was trying to pick out the bit. I think Adam's just trying to like steamroll, trying to show Richie that if he if he runs over me all day, it's not it's nothing, is he? he? He was trying to go and shoot at Lexi or you know or Arthur or Johnson. That's what he wanted. So uh, he wanted to show he wanted to show Richie that it would be no it'd be it'd be no fun if he just trampled over me all day. <laughs> oh, it'd be fun for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's another great question. 
anyone in Norway, you're playing against them, who do you want to trample over the most? Who do you want to really, like, tuck the ball in and, like, run over? If I'm being completely honest, anyone with a Sorgana shirt on. <laughs> like just just anyone with a Sorgana shirt on, it's just the uh, yeah, it's just there's 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 sort of something nice about it, just bowling into a Sorgana play. But it's it, and I say that in the nicest possible way. Uh, it's a good, healthy, uh, healthy rivalry. Like I say, it's, it's it's good to play against guys. But look, but looking at it from uh, from the weekend, it looks like you boys have had some done some good recruiting. Uh, I think Blinden are going to be. Uh, it's all coaching, uh, mate. It's all coaching. No, no, no. It's nothing to do with recruiting. It's coaching. Right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, I forget. Not Tom. Not Tom. Not Tom's coaching. <laughs> You've heard his coaching philosophy. It's nothing to do with it. It's the uh, the other coaches. Well, I'm just interested to see this new philosophy of having nine forwards. I think that'll be absolutely fantastic. I think you've given away a little bit of a. Uh, an insight there, a little gem of what how how to restructure rugby completely. I think that nine 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 man forwards is is the way forward. Yeah, I, I think it's obvious as well. I just don't understand why they still name like why is there still the same formation? You still have a scrum half, a fly half. You could have two fly off. You could have no centers and just have you could have a scrum off, a fly off, and then thirteen forwards. Just some of the so, so, either, so this means that we're either going to win everything this year, or we're going to get absolutely panned every single game. That's it's uh, all or nothing in uh, in Tom's world. Well, I live by the sword, eh? I live by the sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's right now because we've had we've had the snow rugby, which obviously you know the the heavy hitters weren't there, so we we kind of wanted expected to go out there and, and do a job. But Ed was coaching that one, and then the uh, the Oslo Sevens, where the kind of everyone was there and. Me and Aspen were coaching that, and we managed to win that. So Tom's got some Tom's got some pressure on him now to actually. Yeah, uh, we start losing when he's head coach. He's gonna he's gonna be out of the job soon. <laughs> yeah, but never never underestimate the the value of culture when it comes to rugby, though. Yeah, on a serious point, like I mean, that's one of the things I think about reason why you know I'm quite quietly confident with some anger at the moment is because the culture's good, and it seems like you boys have got a good culture going on there. You know, tight knit bunch of groups, uh, bunch of lads. Because that 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 kind of like reflects on the pitch, you know what I mean? When you have got that good culture, and you you're good mates. Uh, you know, you do anything for your mates, and you, it's, it's just it translates to a, to a, to a more cohesive uh, rugby performance. And I, I think you've got some good athletes there, um, some good good decision makers and stuff. So, yeah, good on you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our game. It'll be yeah, it'll be good. You 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 you're, you're playing was it in Steinger, are you? Mate, we're playing everyone away this year. It's <laughs> your schedule of rubbish. Eh? Oh, We've got all away games, and our home game is against Sargana. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I've already got an excuse for when we don't win the 15, so we had away games. I've already got <laughs> people to blame, so it's not going to be a problem for me. So, yeah. There's oh, no pressure. I've already taken it off. Classic politician. Uh, well, I, mean, I already know who I'm blaming. Well, remember, excuses are the patchwork on the cloak of failure. Yeah, well, my cloak of failure is massive. <laughs> <laughs> and it has loads and loads of patches. So <laughs> at night, I am really, really, really warm. No matter what the temperature is, I just wrap myself in it. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Good on you. If it works for you, mate, if it works for you, keep doing it. Uh, awesome. So, um, Adam, so you obviously, you're a proud, you're a proud Stavagan man. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, people are listening in, but he's he's probably rocking his his Stavanger kit for the for the pod today. It's the worst kit I've seen since Andorra last week. 
Minion. I can't believe you're on like video. It's horrible. You haven't just oh. got your you haven't just got your kit in clothes form. You haven't just you're not just representing Stavanger with with your clothes. You've got a permanent body ink of of your beloved Stavanger Rugby Club. Yeah. For people who have not seen it, can you can you describe it to us? Yeah. So I I lost a bet uh, ten years ago. Now we we played an away game against CCB, and we were we weren't camped by the beach. We played a game of fives, and it, and it was. There was about twenty. There was twenty three of us. They <laughs> played a full game of twenty of fives. You know, you know fives. Yeah, fives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 been the. Uh, I nearly had to get. A, I nearly had to get a uh, a prawn tattoo on my ass for losing a game of fives, and I managed just to not lose. So that was uh, my missus. I think would have would have dumped me on the spot if I had to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, so but um, so halfway through the game of five so I, I i had to go to the toilet i was gagging for a number two and where we were where we were we were, we were on the beach and there was a, so a set of toilets sort of like 200 meters away and i was gagging because i've been holding holding it. i was like boys i've got to go you're not supposed to leave the circle but anyway so i left the circle and i'm holding and i'm walking like a penguin all the way these 200 meters i'm like right, <laughs> get there, get there. i got to the door and i was just about to unleash you know when you just can't hold it anymore yeah touching cloth Touching the cloth, mate. Yeah, massive. It was turtle's head. It was everything. And I, I went for the handle. The door was locked. I was like, oh, God, no, what? But anyway, I knew that we had some toilet roll back at the camp. So I had to waddle back again, uh, 200 <laughs> meters away. I said, where's, where's, where's the toilet? Where, where, where's the toilet paper? The boys had put it underneath the car to keep it dry. So it was in underneath the car. So that means I had to bend down to, to, to get to this, this toilet roll. So I could go to the toilet in the, in the bush. As I bent down, the inevitable happened. Uh, this was really warm feeling down the back of my leg. Got the toilet roll, wiped myself up, just threw everything. I just sunk. Anyway, I came back to the fives, and there was only three people left in the fives. After doing a video saying, my name's Adam Jones, and I've just soiled myself. I was 27 at the time. I so said, I'm 27, and I've just soiled myself. I went into the fives. There's three people left, and I lost the game of fives and had to get a tattoo. And it's taken me 10 years now to get the tattoo, but... I thought it'd be nice, a nice little touch, like regaining the captaincy again this year. And I thought, you know, uh, what better way to show my commitment by getting the tattoo? Uh, one of the ex-players actually is he's a renowned tattoo over here in the West Coast, one of Woods and stuff. Uh, so he did the, ta- the tattoo. It's not quite finished yet, but uh, everyone says that about their tattoos. I think, but uh, no, I'm very proud of it. I mean, I met my missus through Samanga Rugby Club. She plays in Samanga. We've had a kid and everything, so it means a lot to me. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm quite happy to have it. And uh, yeah. That's- that was the that's the story we tattoo. All oh, right, so you lost the bet ten years ago, and it's it's taken you ten years to you. You got a tattoo <laughs> just recently. Yeah, yeah, I only got it like two months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like you got the tattoo because you lost the bet. It sounds like no. you got the tattoo because you wanted the tattoo. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you've got me there, mate. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want the tattoo. Yeah, I mean, I, so yeah. he's got. So he's 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 moved to he's moved back to England and then back to Stavanger, and he's. And he's wiped up and with kids, and then he gets the tattoo after that. Midlife crisis, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, right. Okay, so it's impressive in a way, but it's also it takes ten years to to do it. It's a bit, yeah. I don't know. Don't know what I think. Well, no, it's because it's because in my defence, the tattoo artist that I was going to have it done with is is so sought after. And he's so good that he was fully booked for for six for four years, and then I was away for three years. So you know, um, I'm yeah. Again, where's that? Where's that? 
where's that cloak of failure? I'm making some excuses. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. mine. I've got a patch out for you of mine. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Yeah. Send it down to the manga. <laughs> I could do with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds like you lot, it sounds like you lot have, have a bit of fun, have a bit of fun together. Um, it sounds like a proper, proper rugby club off, off the pitch. I mean, you play hard, but it sounds like you, you have a good time off the pitch. Nathan Nathan Cummins is a character in his name. What did you say his name was? Jam Fox. No. J- Jam Squirrel. Jam Squirrel. Or, or HBB. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. You said also, you, you timed before and said you've got a few, you've got a few of the other boys in, in Stavanger who've got some, yeah, got, yeah. Some, got some nicknames that you might want to go through. If it's yeah. you know, PG rated, obviously, nothing too, nothing too incriminating. But yeah, no, you, no, you no. said you've got some names that you want to, you want to, You'd like to just shout out, go through, go through why people are cool. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, yeah. So we've got our, uh, we call it the lads, lads, lads group. So this is where we communicate mainly where where we're getting drunk that night with a little bit of rugby chat involved. But um, so my nickname is is Fadam, uh, which I don't think is great because I don't think I'm that funny. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got Benji. You know, you know Benji played now for the the. Is his is Jeffrey. So I don't know if you've seen that Snapchat thing with the guy. Who gets the goes over to Thailand with the lady boys? Because um, he looks no. like a lady. He basically, basically, because because uh, Benji looks like a Thai lady boy. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, a guy called Alex Smith who's Captain Capsize because he's had uh, two or three boats now where he's been involved in crashes. So we call him <laughs> Captain Captain Capsize. We've got uh, Carlos Rodriguez who used to be the the president and uh, and captain, and he was he's uh, we call him Franco because he's he's very much like a dictator when it comes to his uh, special <laughs> abilities. Uh, another guy, another guy, Eric Mailing. We call him the trumpet because every time he gets the ball and he starts running, he's like, "That's a pick and roll." Wow, that's quite an interesting one. Glenn Southie, which you might really might like. So, Glenn Southie, the one who put the hit on Tom's favorite person. Yeah. So, honestly, at the moment, I'm feeling like I'd rather take that hit fifty more times than write another reference in my thesis. <laughs> I would happily watch that in the cinema on repeat, but I uh, have to write another word. That's how I'm feeling at the moment. <laughs> well, if you if you've seen if you've seen Glenn, he, he's a hard nut. Yeah, he is hard, but he's he's not really particularly muscle muscly onto. So we, his nickname used to be no. He's massive. He's absolutely huge. I'm gonna start to think what's in it. He's not. He's not massive. He, <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a man tsunami. <laughs> Man's army. Uh, yeah. no, we used to call him Bone and Gristle because he was just full of bone. Oh, oh, he's oh. recently had an oper- he's recently had an operation where he's at where he, he, on his foot, so we call him No More Bones, Only Gristle. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've had to take a few bones out. Then there was another one. This this one was quite funny. I think we were playing against you boys. Actually, uh, we were playing Blinden away. Uh, a guy called Hawkon Hermanson. So uh, <laughs> his nickname. Is Sandershud. So you know there's two there's two airports in Oslo, isn't there? This this yeah. silly this silly boy uh decided to book flights to Sandershud. And, <laughs> and was it was it was an hour late for the game, so K one and a half time supposed to be starting. So his nickname will forever be Sandershud. Then we got another guy, uh Jens, a young young player, uh, always turns up in uh in like a waistcoat and a and a jacket, so we call him Tickets Please. Because he looked like <laughs> <having> <laughs> on a tray. <laughs> Quite funny. There's another guy, Magnus Steinsholt. So, because uh, the Aussies were over here and they always talk about, oh, mate, let's get a couple of schooners in. Mate, yeah, get a couple of schooners. He went to Australia with one of the Aussie, Aussie boys and ordered, this is what he ordered, and this is his nickname, I'll have a pint of schooner, please. 
<laughs> he thought schooner was a type of beer. Not <laughs> for those of you who don't know, a schooner is just the size of a beer. It's like just just under a half a pint. But yeah, that was that's quite a good one. And then we've got Nick Saby. He yeah, works as a works as a carpenter. We actually worked together. He cut himself with a cut his finger with a, a circular saw. So his name is Edward Circle Saw Hands. <laughs> But that was pretty brutal. Like his nickname was like he just literally just come out from A and E, and his name had been changed on the groove. Like that's a bit brutal. <laughs> Nick Vanderpass is called Dumbo because uh, yeah, but he's got he's got some big ears. There's there's a there's a guy that turned up in uh, in in this uh, in this purpley well plum all in one uh, tracksuit for his first game. He never played before. So I got his stature. We call him Mister Plum because he just wears plum all the time. So we've got then we've got Pablo. He was a French winger, uh, and all he did was finish. Just all he—that's all he did. He just get the ball and score. So we call him the cum shot because <laughs> <laughs> that's all he does is finish. Then we've got Richie, which is—he's—he's he's actually a contender for a good mullet. Richie's got a tash and everything as well. We call it, <clears throat> he, but he, he doesn't quite make the grade for for the team. But he's always around the lads and the socials. So we call him uh, Captain Binjuice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, Rory is SpongeBob Square Top because he's got really thin legs, but he's really big on top. <laughs> which, which is pretty harsh. Then the one, the one who gave me my nickname, Fadam, uh, was was Stian Danielson. We call him Fat Lesbian. <laughs> Any of you know what what, what Stian looks like? You will probably be laughing now because that's exactly what. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good roll call. That actually yeah so i mean it's, it's like i said it's 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 just a bit of fun like i mean the, the guys I, I, I there's a couple in there which i can't say for because because they're married and, and got kids so we're not allowed to disclose them but um yeah no, it's, it like i said it's all about the culture for us you know um if you've got good culture then the other stuff's easy, easy to do so what we're focusing on like i said going back to what we're, we're focusing on is is uh is the fitness and the culture because like if we can up the fitness then the skills will come and if we've got the culture then they'll listen to the coaches and stuff and and the rugby was kind of fall in place, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a good place to be, Zamanga. Yeah, so you're doing you're doing the fitness, so you can drink more beers. Is that what you're saying? Exactly, and that's it's actually one of the what we say is let's earn the beers, you know. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we have to earn, earn them every time we go, but uh, that means we have to do a lot of fitness. Yeah, that sounds hanging. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, all good fun, all good fun. We're just doing the beers at the minute and not the fitness, so uh, we'll get there one day. Fitness is awful. It's the worst thing. I hate it so much. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Tell me about it. I, I, if I got over the fact that I'd have to like hide from Glenn constantly at training, if I could get past that, no, actually, I'd probably be able to run really fast if I played Sister Manga because I'd get bit, so I'd be able to run away from him. <laughs> Just look, he's, he, Glenn's got Glenn's got he's 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 dead now. Basically, he try, tries to run now. He hasn't got it in him. So. He, Mate, get yourself fit, and then you can put a big shot on and glint because I'm sure he's going to put his boots on again. I think we need to have a campaign to get you two against each other again and just do just do a, a you know twenty meters channel and one on one, just run straight. Bit <laughs> rugby league, bit rugby league style. Yeah, off the kickoff. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Tom's fit. He just uh, Tom's fit. He can play. He just he's he's Ted said too much shit now in four episodes of the podcast that everyone's got a tog. <laughs> he's got a tog on his head now forever. 
<laughs> yeah, mate, you have got a, you got a, a little target above above your head now, eh? He's going to stay on the yeah, side. But that's why I'm learning uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for like self-defense. <laughs> so when my level in that increases, I'll be able to, I'll feel free to say what I actually think rather than just this like politically correct toned down version where everyone's got to be friends. Yeah, because it's been politically yeah. correct and toned down so far. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I'd love to go on the beer for a beer with you. If this is you toned down, mate, I'll, uh, yeah, it'll be, be an interesting night out. What's annoying, actually, what's really annoying about doing this about doing this podcast is, and and Tom's got this right because he's not really a social meet meet a lot of people guy. And keep he, he said this to you on the weekend. He was like, you know, I don't Ben knows everyone, and I'm like, I just keep it to myself to myself. I don't really want it. Is getting to know all these people is like you start to like everyone, which doesn't yeah. really work very well if you're trying to smash the shit out of someone on a on a weekend. Like you're trying yeah. to you're trying to really hate some like hate someone's guts who's running he's running trying to kill you, and they turn out to be lovely blokes. And it's uh, yeah, but I, I mean, like half. yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you don't need to hate somebody to run hard at someone or tackle hard. You know, it's a, it's a discipline. At the end of the day, I mean, look at boxers; they don't necessarily. I, I reckon a lot of it's just put on. They don't necessarily hate each other. You know, it's. It's like it's like at the weekend, you know, two against Andorra. I'm playing in the centres of Adrian Bother, and then at the weekend we're playing sevens against each other, and he's absolutely smashing into me, and I'm smashing into him. It's the beauty yeah. of it, and then you just that's that, that's why I think it's this sport's unique because you do that, you, you smash you smash the hell out of each other, and then uh, and then you have a beer after and, and congratulate each other on on yeah, got it, mate, got it, you know, and there's, there's nothing like it in any other sport. I think. And 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 I love the I love being part of the national team for that reason as well. Like one day, you know, you you're hitting against these boys and you, you you're trying to trying to smack them out of the park, and then then they're your teammates. You you know, you're going to a different country with them, and you're sharing a uh, sharing a sharing a bed, sharing a room with them. And uh, you know, and that's that that's that's the, that's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's a unique experience, and uh, yeah, one I I live for. To be honest, I think that's a good segue onto onto the national team um and we're kind of sandwiched in between the two the two big games the andorra game and and the denmark game coming up right. you've you've switched into into 12 which richard says is your he thinks that's your best that's your best position do you think that as well yeah i mean the only reason i really went to eight is because i was too fat <laughs> I came back to Stavango and I'd put on a few kegs and uh, I hadn't been playing you know I've been playing rugby for about six months and then in Stavango we were very back heavy and we were uh, we didn't have many forwards so Glynn was just like right you're playing eight uh, I'd played eight a couple of times maybe for half a season in the UK but uh, yeah then we've had a couple of injuries from some key players that were playing 12 like last season the season before and my Grant who's um, uh, our Backs coach, one of the Aussie guys, uh, he he just put he, he just was in my ear and just said like, Adam, we we need we just need a a, a short runner, you know, someone who can run a shorty at twelve. Uh, would you mm-hmm. be interested? So I was just working on me on my cardio since 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 Christmas really, uh, yeah. just trying to get the the thing. So I haven't really lost I haven't lost any weight, but like I can move my weight a bit better now, which is good. So I do feel a lot more comfortable at twelve for sure. Um, yeah. and that's where I played most of my rugby, and I've got yeah I. Up before the, the, I've got ten caps now at at, at eight at twelve for Norway, so I do feel more comfortable there for sure. Nice, and um, obviously we we spoke about the Andorra game last week, and it looked absolutely hanging. Like the conditions looked horrible. As from a player's perspective, like what what was your just like a quick summation of of the game and and what went well, what didn't go well? Yeah, it was it was it was, it was pretty frustrating really because 
they'd spoken about it at the the, the 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 officials meeting the night before they were like oh there might be a there might be this storm and if the storm happens this is the protocol uh, and we were like well why don't we just move the game forward because the game was kicking off at five o'clock so why don't we just move it to to two o'clock you know and if we'd have done that well, there would have been it would have been a nice sunny day but i've never seen i've never seen rain like it though they, they were like the, the the drops of rain that were coming down were like almost as big as your fist it was it was it was horrendous uh, and then the hail came down, and with the hail, it had to stop, and then to st- stop, start. It was very difficult to get going. Um, our game plan relies on a lot of like uh, pivots and 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 passing the ball out wide, or you know, we, we involved in a lot of like handling. I think in in hindsight, it's a beautiful thing when you're in the thick of it and that's going on. I mean, you couldn't even hear like I couldn't hear my ten when he was shouting it, shouting it. Uh, a move because the rain was that that loud you know what I mean so it was very yeah. tough to get any sort of cohesion with communication as well so it just felt like we were kind of individual just 15 individuals on the on the pitch because you, you the communication was was poor just because you couldn't hear people yeah and it was it was tough I mean it's 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 always it's always tough when you you know you got you throw sort of like 23 players together for the first and that that was the first time that group of players have ever played a match together you know what I mean okay we'd had a couple of camps we had a couple of guys who hadn't been in the camps, but were, were in the team as well. So, it, it it's very very difficult. But saying that, I mean, we we're looking forward to Denmark because we we learn a lot of lessons. Um, and I think with with having a full full coaching set up there on this Saturday coming, I think we're going to put on a better performance. Uh, I, I, well, I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed. But I, I, you know, I think we we learn a lot of, of what we should be focusing on uh, and what not to do as well. So. Yeah, fingers crossed. And you boys playing playing at home? Uh, yes. Have you played for Norway before in Stavanger? Yeah, I actually, yeah, it's a good omen for me actually because the last time we played this place, I was playing twelve and I scored a try against Turkey when we came back. We played Turkey here back in two thousand and fifteen, two thousand sixteen. No, two thousand sixteen it was. Yeah, and um, we were. It was one of the best games I've played in actually. For the for the national team anyway, uh, we were twenty four nil down at half time, and we came back to win twenty seven twenty four. Wow, the last ten minutes was brutal. But um, yeah, it's always always nice to be at home, and we'll, I'm sure we'll have a good crowd in Stavanger. Uh, they'll come and watch as well, uh, and hopefully, fingers crossed, if the weather stays like it has been in Stavanger, then it should should be a should be a dry track. I'm hoping, hoping for it. anyway. We've got a we've got a couple of guys who weren't available for the Andorra game that are coming in, uh, so it should bolster the squad as well. Um, and yeah, we're just looking to put a few, few, few wrongs uh, right. Really, Denmark we know are strong; they're they're going to be a tough opposition. But sometimes it's it's better the devil, you know, isn't it? You know, we know we're going to come up with a hard opposition, uh, so we just got to, you know, do us do, do the best we can. We can only do the best we can, you know. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like if you compare it to 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 the UK, for instance, like when it, it takes you about eight or nine games to start finding form. Eight, eight or nine games, our seasons are over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's very tough to be able to hit the ball, hit hit the ground running, and have a cohesive um, performance straight off the bat. And I, I think you know what Richie's doing is he's doing a great job with with, with what he what he what he's what he's got. You know, when we only have two camps before two games, and we just got to like. But at the end of the day, us as players, we've just got to go out there, go out there, and just do what we what we can really. Brilliant. No, I mean, uh, and have you got a uh, you got sport prediction for the weekend? Jeff, no, <laughs> I haven't. I, 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 fifty nil. Adam Jones that trick. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it, it, I don't really, I don't really. For me, I know it sounds like a bit of a cop out to say, but like, 
if you believe in the process, the score looks after itself. Do you know what I mean? If we can, if we can put our game plan together and impose our game plan, then I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be a tight game, uh, and I think it, I think it could go either way. We don't know what Denmark are going to, what Denmark are going to be bringing. Um, so it's going to be what what happens on the day, and it doesn't matter what the scores are before rugby is, you know, in any sport really, it's whoever wants it most on the day. I think so. We just got to be really on our ball and. Uh, Hit, hit as hard as we can, run as hard as we can, and, and hope everything sticks. You know, against Andorra, it seemed like when the, all the 50-50s stuck in their hands and all the 50-50s we dropped. So hopefully if we can get it, it's our turn to have a better look this time where things hopefully will stick our way. Brilliant, yeah. Well, we'll be we'll be there watching and uh, hopefully you get, get hands on the ball a bit more this, this time around and uh, run at some run at some tiny Danish Danish back. <laughs> yeah, some tiny Danish, yeah. <laughs> An oxymoron, yeah. Um, yeah, no, but good, good, good on you for uh, organising the, the the double and the setup and everything. You know, it was it, it's always like it's always a pleasure. It's always an honour to, to pull on the the Norway shirt. You know, when you stand there and you're singing the national anthem and everything, it's it's always a massive honour. But it's always nice knowing that you you've got the support of people watching back at home and knowing that we like. I think last weekend the Andorra game there was a there was a pub in Stavanger that was showing it. There's a pub in Bergen and obviously the pub in Oslo that was showing it. And it just like. For those weekends, I'll, I love them because it's the closest I'll ever feel to being like a professional. Because all yeah. I do for that weekend, all I have to do with that weekend is focus on eating, which I love anyway. But um, is just focus on eating the right stuff. You're with your mates. You're just focusing on the game. Uh, you're in your, in your full kit, your full get up. You're representing a country. I mean, it doesn't really get any better than that when it comes to to to, to, to you know for rugby, and it's obviously the highest level that we can play that's available to us. So. Uh, it's, it is a great honour and it's, it's it's great fun. It's it's not something we take lightly. You know, we get a lot. People get a lot of, a lot of criticism for oh, they should have put the, him in there. They should have put him in there. But you know, we'll go out there and the boys that are picked will go out there and just give it all. It's quite bizarre thinking about it because if you'd have told me that one day I'd be sitting in a bar in Oslo, absolutely fuming and raging because I think the Oslo Andorra game is about to be cancelled because I'm so emotionally invested in like the first like 33 minutes and the idea that it was going to be like cancelled and called off like we were all like really angry we were all like no we, we want to see the game played and I think it, and especially like at the start of the second half like we were really like yeah they're gonna do it like like because you look really good and really dominant and it's like oh come on like how good would it be if all of us are here and like because I think some parents that of the, like some of the guys playing were there we all know players who are playing there even if like i think we've got we had two it was magnus and tora playing mm-hmm. so i can imagine like so we're buzzing for them but we're also cheering like you on as well we're like oh get adam on the ball get mm-hmm. get Rory, like get all of them get them all on the ball like we want to see them play and i suppose it also helps us because then we can say you see that beast over there i missed a tackle on him <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, he raises it, and it, it, it is. It's, it's, it's an awesome thing. Well, I mean, imagine how we were feeling when we came off the pitch, and like we were, we, we, we that that when we came in the first time when we stopped, we, our energy levels were a little bit low because things, you know, they scored a try. Uh, they scored a try, which which was a bit of a weird try, but we didn't feel like we we'd lost grip on the game. And then we came out, and we the energy levels when we came out, we we, we were just buzzing. We got up there before they did because we wanted to make a statement, so we were warming up and we were ready. And that five and a half minutes that we came back on, we were we were dominating them. And it's it's a shame that we didn't just go right. Let's just play a full half now because then we stopped, and I think they regrouped yeah. and then came back. Well, even like for the ten minutes because we were told that uh, that that 
if the if it continues as it is, they're going to stop the game at sixty minutes. So whatever the score is at sixty minutes, that's who's who's the winner. Because if a game can go up to sixty minutes, once it's sixty minutes, but if it's below sixty minutes, then it's cancelled and there's no there's no score. So we were like going, you know, because we were behind. We were like, right, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. We were and we were, we were starting to get a bit of momentum, but then, like I said. The ball would we'd, we'd make a drop of a ball and they'd pick it up and then run around the side and, and score and it was just it, it didn't feel like when you look back at the score as well I looked up at the scoreboard and I was like they are not a 26 we are not a 26 16 I know every I know every losing team always says that that the score didn't flatter it or anything and it's it sounds like a loser's a loser's cop out but it's it's it's, it's just really frustrating because I, I felt the same against the last two Finland games that we played Finland were not that better than us Okay, they play a lot together. They in their domestic setup, they've got a good domestic setup, and the guys play regularly together and stuff like that. And I think that sometimes is the is is the difference. Um, if we could, if we can play more games together, then you know we've got some good talent in the team. We really have. And I think what Richie's trying to do with this East 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 versus West Coast to, to play a, a bit more rugby together with guys who are probably you know eligible for national team or coming into that eligibility. I think that's only a step in the right direction. Do you know what I mean? We'll be yeah, we'll be cheering you on, and hopefully we can uh, get one off on those those dirty Danes. Yeah, no, good on you. No, you see, yeah, well, like I said, we'll certainly do our best. Awesome, Adam. I mean, I'm 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 happy. Tom, do you got any more got any more questions for the for the big man? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I've <laughs> uh, talked to the enemy long enough now. Yeah. <laughs> I can go back to hating him. Yeah. Get back into my football roots of everyone who I play against is rubbish, <laughs> and they're a dickhead. They're overrated, yeah, yeah, they're overrated and rubbish, and they're well, a dickhead. So stronger words than that. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go on the charm offensive here and say I really like you. You're 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 a top bloke. You're really nice. Ah, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. If you ever need to yeah, the work harder, yeah, well, I'll talk to him enough. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's just giving me motivation to try harder. <laughs> I do all you yeah. All right, mate. Brilliant talking to you. Um, no, no, thanks. And, and uh, keep keep doing what you're doing, boys. Because honestly, like I said to you at the weekend, it's um, it's the only thing which I've got an alarm on my Spotify for is to listen to the podcast. I mean, because it's it's great what you're doing. Is and and you know, this is one of the things which at training we always talk about. It's the first thing we talk about on a on a Tuesday at training. Um, you're creating a really good buzz. Um, around the rugby community and it's and a very positive buzz as well um so hopefully we can you, you can continue and hopefully uh you don't get jobs so that you can divide this ship all time <laughs> <laughs> well uh we'll see what we can do oh, i'm just God. imagining how my training session back would go if i had just listed off all the nicknames to the guys on a podcast yeah i, mean, <laughs> I, I don't think i'd get away with it in the way you might get away with it yeah. I think I'd be uh, beaten up and targeted. I'll probably just have to pull rank tomorrow and just say shut up. But yeah, <laughs> no. Well, thank, thanks for having me on, guys. It's been an absolute honour to, to be on. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably going to cringe at my own voice on the Spotify, but yeah. <laughs> good luck. Good luck for the season. Go well, right, but not too well. Um, I will see you, I guess, in the next in the next Sevens tournament, and then we'll see you in, in autumn when we come over to you, boys. Fantastic. That sounds brilliant. Uh, yeah, go well on the weekend. And um, no, it's been brilliant having you on. Nice one. Cheers, mate. Um, Thanks, Adam. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank right. you. Take care. Cheers, mate. Right. Bye bye. Right, that was Adam Jones, captain of Captain Stavanger and owner of the best 
mullet in Norway. And, and the worst tattoo. The yeah, worst tattoo. Well, a tattoo that was the result of a bet that took ten years to get. So uh, I'm not sure that I'm not sure the legitimacy of that. He was a good lad. Lots of stories and um, good luck to him on the weekend. Let's hope he gets the ball in his hands a bit more than he did uh, against Andorra. Right. For those of you who are who are still here, we've got some we've got some rugby to talk about. Linda won something. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Finally, we're a winning team now. It's scary. I don't like it. I've got like an identity crisis about it. It's just it creeps me out a little bit. I wasn't expecting to take over a winning team, a team that was uh, going to dominate in the sevens and the snow rugby. Bloody hell. Played two two competitions this year that we've entered and won both. Uh, it's good, isn't it? It is. Madness. It is. I don't have the words to describe how it feels because I wasn't expecting to ever feel like this and it takes me about a month to prepare myself emotionally for any event. <laughs> Espinar captain who's been there, he's, he's been in Brindown for however many years and has not, let's see, he's, he's not seen very many good times. He, uh, after that win, you could see on his face, I just don't think he believed it. He just didn't believe it, I don't think. He was absolutely buzzing see the picture of him he's like yeah he told me that was the most that was the proudest moment of his life including having a child don't make me go all Roy Keane about the child thing (laughs) including watching his wife have a child yeah there we go that could be a proud moment as well like I'm not saying that's not a proud moment it's just I just and I don't I think if I was a woman and I gave birth to a child and someone said to like the guy who basically impregnated me and said well done for having a kid i'd be like what are you congratulating him for he's done absolutely nothing <laughs> yeah. i've carried it i've birthed it i've gone through the pain and you're going to give him any credit are you kidding me when people say we're we're pregnant and you're like no you're not uh, it's just you you're not both pregnant it's i'd be like it's you. just me it's just me he's done nothing absolutely yeah. nothing it's just me he'd have done that anyway Whatever he's done to get me pregnant, he'd have done it anyway. It's not a change of behaviour for him. It's a massive change of behaviour for me. I like I can't, can't walk around properly anymore. He does that five times a week. It's just the consequences are different. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'd be so angry if anyone said that if I was pregnant. But uh, if I was a girl, I wouldn't get pregnant. Anyway, yeah, sevens. Sevens on the weekend. What a, what a great day. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. There's a couple of moments, and it's a good job Adams left because he—that was a nasty yellow card he did against us, wasn't it? He was—it was violent the way he didn't retreat ten meters <laughs> and tackled it straight away. It was—it was one of the worst acts of aggression I've seen on the rugby pitch. I just couldn't believe how cynical and how dirty uh, an international rugby player could be. It made—he made Bucky's boater look like a toddler. That's how aggressive it was. It was horrific. I mean, it wasn't as bad as Johnson hitting a ruck and then getting a red card for getting... No, Johnson got tackled high and then got a red card for getting tackled high. That was a fun one. You were going absolutely ballistic on the side. <laughs> Honestly, I I forgot how much I love shouting at referees. And I know you can't say that on a rugby podcast because obviously values and stuff like that. But there is something different about shouting at a referee. 
um yeah i was a, i was a supporter so i'm like i'm allowed i've got like a free pass and like when i say i was using the ref i wasn't swearing or anything i was just helping his eyes spot the opposition's infringements <laughs> but no the seventh was a good day so we had six 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 teams on the men's side and then we had three on the on the women's side i tell you what i was really really impressed with the the level of the rugby for the women yeah i think that's because they actually play sevens so like they actually play sevens rugby when they play sevens like yeah but when you watch like the guys you can see like people getting caught up in i'm going to run straight through the middle of four guys even though it's sevens whereas they don't seem to do that they seem to do things like offload well that's because um bill is basically coached all of them from when they before they picked to run the ball up and he if you've got if you've never played rugby before ever and then you've got a Fijian guy coaching you how to play sevens. I mean, you're going to start playing like that, aren't you? You're not going to be like Steve yeah. Bethwick, head down, truck it up the middle. You're going to be throwing offloads all over the place. I would rather Steve Borthwick coach the sevens team because I don't watch England at sevens. <laughs> well, I don't understand why they got Ben Ryan to coach the Fiji sevens. Honestly, that guy has made an absolute mint off playing with really talented players. Like, <laughs> yeah. He stopped them eating chocolate. Like, oh, really? Really? Are you a genius coach? He stops some guys eating chocolate. Like, I listen to those podcasts with him on where he's like explaining this philosophy. I'm just like, it's just total rubbish. You've got seven guys who are faced at rugby and won sevens. Like, if you'd have took the Fijian 15s team to something, I'd be slightly impressed. But not the sevens team. Give me yeah. a break. Yeah, he like, stopped them. Oh. Yeah, he stopped them eating chocolate and uh, eating KFC. Uh, and and got them real hotel rooms with actual beds to stay in uh, when they played it sevens. It basically just cost the Fijian RFU loads more money. Yeah. They could have won it lots cheaper. But he's a legend now, now isn't he? He drinks for free, he eats as much KFC as he wants in Fiji now. Honestly, like that is the dream job. Like all that like all the stuff he's got off the back of that. It's like you were coaching Fiji at sevens. Yeah. You were coaching Fiji at sevens, where it's like their main sport, and they practice it like Brazil practice, like futsal. Yeah, and then you've and it, you haven't even competed at the where all the other big nations really compete and care about, which is the 15s. You've done it in like the sevens, and now everyone thinks you're a god, right? No, it was a good gig. That that'd have been a good gig to have. No, I guess we can talk a bit more about it next week when when the other boys are in. Um get their opinion on on the first win and the first major win for Blinder in 10 years yeah yeah it's smart smart and just how well they all play like some of them are so good at rugby they are just so oh. good at rugby geez feet are just he always said sevens is my game sevens is my game and I thought yeah sevens probably is your game but I never actually saw him play like put a string of games together in sevens and he was magic no one could touch him yeah and then you've got Johnson who's sort of been playing like decent for Johnson standards in the final turns of his like, I'm just going to run it in from the halfway line now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not going to do anything yeah. else. I'm just going to catch the ball around the halfway, just run it in. Doesn't matter if this defender's there. Just going to run it in. It's like, he's so good. He's so good. Francisco, I don't know if you were there for this when Francisco, we were the casuals team were playing, so our Blinden second team. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. And they were getting, were getting beaten a little bit. And then Francisco just comes on. He brings himself on, doesn't doesn't ask the cup on. He just what he just brings himself on, walks on, and then just gets the ball, runs through their whole team, scores, and then just walks off again. <laughs> I love that attitude as well. 
and he had a swig, and he had a he had a swig of beer before the final, uh, just to hydrate properly. And then he went on, and then we yeah, we won in the final. He's so good at rugby as well. It's a shame he's going because he's good. His drop kicks, yeah. his drop kicks are. I don't understand how he can get that much hang time on him. Because he's got that thing called talent. It's not yeah. what people can do when they have talent. It's like, yeah, like I do get the culture stuff a little bit, and I do sort of get that no man's bigger than the team. But if I'm picking a team, do I want to have Johnson on it or not? Or Francisco, yeah. Or Francisco or not. Like, it's quite, for me, it's quite obvious. I'd, I'd suffer. They could be absolute morons, but I just wouldn't speak to them that's off the pitch. But on the pitch, I'd be like, no, you're picking him. I oh, know he's been dropped because it was late. Now you're picking him still. I don't care. Don't care if he's late. He's here now. Play him. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, he's done this and he said that about him. And now he's upset. He's like, yeah, but he's better than him. Play him. Yeah, he can cry on the bench or in the changing room with his number twenty-four. But uh, Johnson's playing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if I was playing, I would. I used to get irritated if someone like like from our school football team, someone's behaviour wasn't good enough, so then they wouldn't be allowed to play. And it's. No, we want to win. Like I don't care what his is like. I don't even like him. I hate him. He's like one of the biggest idiots I know. And I, we're not friends, but he's also really good at football. So play him. Yeah. No, that's fair. Right. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for Adam Jones for for turning up and and regaling us with stories of bets and fives and accidents and Mister Banger team. And um, yeah, we will hopefully we'll be a full contingent next week. Um, and we'll dissect the Denmark game, the game in Sweden as well, the 15s game that we're playing with Sargana in Sweden. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.